Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. Before we get to that, a couple things. One, thanks for bearing with us. We took the last couple weekends off because we were at the NRB convention and it was spring break last week. And so we are back on schedule and we will be on schedule going forward. Six out of seven days a week we'll be releasing a devotional podcast. Also want to thank the family leader for their support of us in 2022. They are our Daily Dose podcast devotion sponsor throughout this year. Go check them out. You can hear more about the family leader and the announcements following this devotion. And finally, just an update on where we're at. We're just beginning Holy Week in the book of Mark. Much of this is paralleled in Matthew. In fact, today's text is paralleled very closely in Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 through 11. That's episode 544 on this podcast. But there's enough variation and I'm going to come at it from a different angle that I thought it would be worthwhile to cover it here in Mark as well. So let's dive in. Chapter 11 verse 1. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to him, What are you doing, untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. So let's stop right there. Going back to the beginning, it's helpful if you're interested to have a map in front of you. We know from the previous text where Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus that he was in Jericho. And Jesus, the triumphal entry, if you know the rest of the story, which we're going to get to in a second, is going to end up riding this colt into Jerusalem. And so he's coming from Jericho to Jerusalem and Bethany and Bethpage are on the way. Bethany is where Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived. And so when you read this with a map in front of you, you go, yeah, that makes sense. He's coming from Jericho, he's headed to Jerusalem, and he would go right through Bethany and everything fits. In the devotion we recorded in Matthew, again, episode 544, we talked about this being a fulfillment of prophecy, that the Messiah would one day ride on a colt that had never been ridden before. This is from Zechariah 9, verse 9. And Matthew actually quotes that passage in the midst of this text. Mark does not. Probably part of the reason is because Mark's audience is not a Jewish audience. They would have no frame of reference for that text. Mark doesn't have to convince his audience that Jesus is the fulfillment of Jewish prophecy because they weren't indoctrinated with Jewish prophecy. Verse 7, And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. Time out right there. It's very interesting that in Matthew's text, it talks about them cutting branches from trees. In John's text, it talks about cutting branches from palm trees. And here it's talking about cutting branches from fields. There's nothing particularly special about whether they were palm branches or not. I know we call it Palm Sunday. The idea was that they were laying down something on the road so that the colt that Jesus, the Messiah, was walking on didn't have to walk on the ground. It was a sign of honor and homage to the one who they viewed as their rescuer, their Messiah, the one who would take them out from under Roman oppression. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. This refrain, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, is from Psalm 118, 25, and 26. 
6. It's a prayer of blessing for the coming messianic kingdom. So these people were clear about who Jesus was, i.e. the Messiah, but they weren't clear about what the Messiah was going to do. And I talk about this in my devotion from Matthew a little bit as well. But let me approach it from a slightly different angle here. The vision of the Jewish people who were rightly calling Jesus the son of David, who were rightly identifying him as the Messiah, their vision was short-sighted. They were going to be satisfied if he would merely come and vanquish their oppression from under Roman rule. Well, there's no doubt that Jesus came to free people from oppression, but the oppression that he came to free them from was not political. It was spiritual. It wasn't physical. It was spiritual. I wonder how many times we are short-sighted like they were. Somebody might say, praise the Lord for curing me of cancer so I could spend another 20 years in this life, see my grandkids grow up. This person might be overly focused on the physical, but maybe the reason the Lord cured them of cancer is so they could have a greater spiritual impact during the remaining days of their life. Somebody might say, praise the Lord for giving me a job with higher wage than I had before so I wouldn't have to live paycheck to paycheck anymore and I could have some cool experiences and a more convenient lifestyle. Again, this person's focus might be mostly on the physical aspects of their life, but really maybe the Lord just gave them that pay raise so they could use those resources for greater spiritual impact. In both of those examples, the Lord is the one who healed them from cancer. The Lord is the one who gave them a job with higher pay, just like the Lord who was riding into Jerusalem on a cult was the Messiah. But what the Lord is intending to do through the things he blesses us with in this life is very likely much bigger than anything we could ever ask or fathom. So we should be regularly praying to the Lord, give us wisdom, help us understand how you want us to use the things you've blessed us with, the situations you've put us in. Lord, we want to live with an open hand with our time, with our resources, with our influence. We want to have impact for your name, for your kingdom. We want to store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. As you evaluate your perspective today, do you have more of a kingdom outlook or more of a worldly outlook? And what would it look like to have more of a kingdom outlook than you currently have? As we wrap up today, let's check out verse 11. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. So he rides into Jerusalem. He goes to the temple. He looks around at everything. It's not the first time that he's seen it, but he may be seeing it in a new way because he knows what's about to happen in a few days. The culmination of his ministry, the culmination of his mission, his death, his resurrection is coming to an end. And just like the map gives clarity, this time frame gives clarity to me. It says that it was already late. I always thought that Jesus must have ridden into Jerusalem on the donkey in the morning, but here it says it was already late. So it must have been later in the afternoon or in the evening. Why did I think it was the morning? Well, probably because that's when we had our Palm Sunday celebration at the 10 o'clock service in church. So even in that small way, my understanding of Jesus' triumphal entry has been adjusted by what the text says. And may the Lord always continue to adjust our viewpoint of who he is and what he's doing in our life because of what we learn in his word. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.